listening to the Blooming Inspired Podcast Network. We exist to empower the voices of women who live their lives blooming alive through podcast community. Now, here is your host. Blooming Inspired Podcast, equipping and empowering the voices of women who live their lives blooming alive. Good morning. This is Michelle Bentham, host of Blooming Inspired Podcast. We're continuing the conversation with Liddell Dudley, who is sharing um, testimony, deeply felt, heartfelt testimony about how God picked up the broken pieces of a, a past filled with trauma while she didn't feel like her mentally she was broken. There was lots of trauma and lots of things that happened in her young life that left her feeling isolated and alone and unable to connect with others. But she said that God was her friend and he was her only friend and he is what sustained her. That's where we left off when we we were talking last week. So let's now get back to Liddell's story. Um, and what it is that God has done, what taking her from trauma to triumph. This is Liddell Dudley. She's my friend. She's an amazing woman from uh, Loveland, Colorado, where she's an intercessor at her church. She's a wife. She's a mother. She's lived a good bit of life um, throughout the United States. And so uh, let's go right back into the conversation I was having with her last week. You know, what comes to mind as you're saying that is, you know, he, he does call us friend. Uh, Jesus says he speaks to us as one speaks to his friends. And, but what comes to my mind is if God is for you, who can be against you? You know, you had the comfort and the safety of the Lord to insulate and protect you to some extent from the very volatile things that were happening around you. But you also talked about that there were these normal things that happened within the context of your home, that you did Mm -hmm. chores, that you ate meals together as a family. You lived in a traditional setting, but, but there was some, there was some difficulty and discord. And, you know, I can relate to that because I, I had parents who grew up post-depression and post-World War II and, and that was a very common thing in households back then. And it would, and even in the 70s when I was a young girl, that there was volatility in my home. But I have good memories of things that happened around those volatile moments, you know, that there was, there was more good than bad. But when I was little, it was easy to focus on the bad and not the good. And it sounds to me like you have found an ability to focus on the good more than the bad over time as well because today well, I, the, I can see the wonder of my childhood and and see things that I never realized I had experienced that were good because of the trauma that my heart had experienced at that young age the experience I had with with God was something that really uh, confused me growing up each time I went to church I would be one of the few down at the altar pouring my heart out to God with many tears and never feeling uh, good enough, never feeling that anything I could do would please God Mm. until I came to a place of healing 
and a knowledge base of God's word with even experience of yet uh, another trauma literally catapulted me into seeking answers uh, beyond what people thought yeah. and their philosophy of the word and go in deeply myself and search it out for myself. And when I came to realize um, just in the last 20 years and really uh, impactfully in the last eight years, realizing that the precious blood of the lamb is what causes us to be called his righteous ones. Yes, and that's nothing we do, nothing we say, nothing we think we should accomplish. And when I came to that realization for myself, and it resonated in my own heart, not based on what someone was trying to convey and tell me, or a pastor teach me, or a teacher teach me, but my own personal experience with God, it changed everything. So what would you say to a person who may be struggling with past trauma, past life experiences with their family that are difficult to overcome? Because it took you really, you're saying you're 62, so to 52 and even uh, 20 years, actually 42 to 54 to work some of those things out to where you could come to this place of peace of knowing that there's nothing you can do to be righteous. It's just Christ in you that makes you righteous. So what would you say to that person sitting in, in the struggle of feeling emotionally all of the things they've experienced and not knowing how to move forward out of that? Well, I found that Psalm 139 has been my has been such an encouragement and a scripture that I've personally lived out. And that is that God knew us before time. Mm-hmm. It speaks of that. He knew us even as we were being formed in our mother's womb, which tells me that he knows each one of us and that, that God has such a loving God that he oversees every person's life from early on if they open their heart and if they come into a place where situations and circumstances uh, growing up in a family that that there is any type of violence or uh, sexual predication um, any any form of abuse it it causes us to reflect on the inside and not feel good enough. And that's when that embarrassment and shame comes in. So what I would say to that individual today is to know that God created you and that God sees you from before time. He knew where you would be. He knew what you would be doing. He, he knows your very thoughts. And you can call on him even in any given place, you have the freedom to call on him, even from your heart. And the word is very clear. It says that if we call upon him, he, he will forgive our sins and he will set us free. So that to that person, I would encourage you today to open your heart 
and just take that step and say, Lord, I'm here. And with all that has happened in my life, I know from this point on that I can't do it by myself. I've tried to do it by myself. And it hasn't worked. So I would say, why not try Jesus? Why not open your heart and give give him that chance to come inside? And I promise you, you will not be disappointed because God knows you inside and out. He will go into the depths of every chamber of your inward self and heart. And he will begin to heal you. He will begin to raise people up in your life that can be trusted. But God is standing there today with his hand outstretched to whosoever will. It's for all of us. It's not not for an elected group of people. It's for every one of us. And you're going to find the most beautiful, loving Father, God, that you could ever hope or imagine. That's where your life's going to start, my friend, when you open your heart to a loving Savior. Hmm. So, so now we are in what I would say are your early adult years. So we've, we've moved past... After you got your GED, I met you stayed at home with your family still, is or did you leave home? Um, I went. Um, I went into technical school uh, to become a hairstylist. That was my plan um, to put myself through college. But some some more events happened in, in my uh, home with my parents, and that required me to to stand with my mother and get my dad uh, some help mentally that he needed. Unfortunately, it went a lot deeper than uh, mental issues. Um, my dad was addicted to pornography and he had become a predicator. A, uh, a predator. And, he, mm-hmm. mm. and, and it did some collateral damage uh, to our entire family and even today there there are broken pieces but each one of us have found our way to the Lord and God's been gracious um, even though we are not fully reconciled as a family and that that's my heart prayer it's very painful when we come together and we don't come together that that is the heartbreak even today but I still pray and believe um, each one of us and I can only speak for myself, so I, I won't take a liberty it doesn't belong to me. But I can speak for myself when I say that I've had my own wounds. They've gone very deep, and they have cut very deep. And I would like, I would like to say that in my walk with the Lord, that I stayed close to God my entire life. But that would not be the truth, and that would not ring true. Uh, I was in an area of great deception in my adult life. Uh, from a broken marriage, uh, from abandonment with so two let's, small children. Let's pause right there. So back up. So you got married mm-hmm. at what age? Sure. Um, I I got married at 20 years old. Okay. And you had two children. Mm-hmm. I had two beautiful daughters, 13 months apart. Uh, 13 months apart. Um, 
I miscarried my first uh, little one um, okay. early on in pregnancy, but three and three and a half years later, um, I gave birth to a beautiful little girl, and then 13 months later, I gave birth to another beautiful little girl, and was married almost uh, almost to full 10 years. Mm. But in that entire time, I was troubled, and I carried the secret of what had happened to me when I was little uh, to my then husband. And after five years, I finally opened up, and it was just more than could be understood. Mm. So uh, it ultimately had its part in destroying my marriage. Mm. So he abandoned you and you were you ended up divorced. I I want to clarify again with just a little bit of just a little bit more understanding in that 10 year span of marriage we had rescued my twin and, and another younger uh, sibling in really volatile situations taking them in our home uh sometimes with their children when they were very, very little. And it was a constant way of life, the disruptions. And after a full uh, seven years, it took a real toll on my marriage. And I, because of how we had grown up and what we had gone through and knowing what I knew, I felt responsible for my twin and I felt responsible for my kid sister. And I wanted to help. I wanted to be there. But it it came with a high price, and that was the destruction of my marriage. And so, um, but you felt abandoned after your marriage ended. Is that right? You I, I felt, that. yes, I felt abandoned. I felt alone because in when you grow in a household with a lot of secrets, you learn to hold those secrets and you learn uh, to be a survivor. And that's where I had come to. Um, I had up to that point and in my now adult life, I had gained one friend, a very, very close friend. Even today, we're very, very close. And uh, our friendship has been through some big storms and weathered some big storms. And it felt like recently there had been a disconnect, but uh, things happen. People get busy and things happen to you that sometimes you can't talk about. But uh, the feeling of abandonment that I had was there was no way that I could give back to my children's dad. Uh, the normalcy of when we first met and fell in love with each other. I couldn't get that back. And it opened a door ultimately for a great deception that uh, was going to further devastate my life and take me down a a long road that uh, came to a final conclusion of nine years of running from God. And I was running from God. And I was secretly so angry with God that even I didn't know it. How can you love God, love his word, hold on to his word, and yet be frightened of him? 
and deceived all at the same time. But that that was a culmination of where I came to at the end of, of nine years. Yeah, and, you know, it puts you in a vulnerable place, too, because the first time somebody comes around and is kind or loving or anything, even if they do so with poor intentions, if they do it with selfish intentions, you're going to you're going to lean into that because that's what your heart is hungry for, because you you don't know God as that trustworthy, loving father because of the experience you had with your own family right that's correct yes I thought I had the same thing my dad was a wonderful dad who was there for us and a good provider but when he was when he well he would say that he was not angry he was just making a point but when he made his points it was loud and it was very frightening for me as a child and so I grew up in fear of my father And then I didn't understand and I didn't trust him. And that translated to my relationship. I I was good with Jesus because he's not daddy, but I was not good with Papa. I was not good with the father. And it took many months of coming into intimacy with Jesus for him to be able to introduce me to his father and change my perspective about the father. So I just, I really hear that you have, have had to go through your own journey in discovering that God is good, that he's not like our human experiences, but he's a completely other experience altogether. As we um, continue our conversation with Liddell, um, this is the place where we're going to stop today because we're out of time, but we're going to come back to this conversation and continue to talk Liddell. I've asked Liddell in the next uh, segment to share her thoughts on coming to know the father when you've had a difficult relationship with your own father. And she's just going to continue to share her testimony of God's goodness and how he redeemed her from all of the struggles and all of the pain in her life. You know, we're coming into Thanksgiving Day, and it's traditionally, for my family, a day that I spend uh, with family, and, and I spend the whole day going from house to house, visiting uh, first my husband's family and then my own. And this year, my husband's working out of town. And so I did a lot of praying about how I was to spend the holidays and determined that I would spend my Thanksgiving at home alone so that I could be available to to spend time with my husband, even if it's by phone or FaceTime, as we can do these days with our iPhones. And so that's how I'm going to be spending my holiday. I'll probably be getting things ready for Christmas, doing things such as that. I'm just really spending time reflecting on what I'm grateful for and what God's done in my life in the last year and being grateful for my family who has been gracious and releasing me from the expectation of being with them this holiday season. So I just want to pray um, a Thanksgiving prayer over you as we conclude this week and I want to release you with that Um, so God we just do we come to you and we say thank you thank you for being the God of our days the God who redeems our pain 
Thank you for being the God of our families. Even when our families aren't following you and they don't know you, God, you are the God of our families. And I say today, Lord, that everyone within my sound of my voice would experience your restorative, redemptive power in the relationships that they have that are estranged and where they are um, just not in unity and peace and harmony with their family, God, that you would bring that peace and reconciliation over their family. And I pray, God, that your will would be accomplished on Thanksgiving, that families would come together and enjoy time together, and they would be reminded of the family of God that we are all fostered into because of your loving grace and your mercy. We thank you for Jesus who died on a cross for us. We thank you for your spirit that empowers us to live in him. And we thank you that every day we get to discover more of who he is and how he wants to express himself through us. With that said, I want to just say thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. This is the day that you have made and we will rejoice and be glad in it. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, don't forget to check us out on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Blooming Inspired. You can also find us at bloominginspirednetwork.com. Like us, share us. We're on Instagram at Blooming Inspired. I haven't been doing much there, but we are there. And we you can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts. You can subscribe there or on the Google Play Podcast. So be sure to check that out. Subscribe to us, share us with your friends, and remember, blooming where you're planted is the first step to living your wildest dreams. So live your lives blooming alive. You have been listening to the Blooming Inspired Podcast on the Blooming Inspired Podcast Network. This show airs on Tuesdays each week, bringing you inspiring guests and thought-provoking conversations about what it means to be a woman who is equipped and empowered and walking out her calling, living her life, blooming alive. If you would like more information about this podcast or its network, please visit bloominginspirednetwork.com and click the podcast link at the top of the page.